1: This is Dan Kaplis, and welcome to today's online podcast edition of The Dan Kaplis Show. Please be sure to give us a five-star rating, if you'd be so kind, and to subscribe, download, and listen to the show every single day on your favorite podcast platform. The left thinks this is a very bad day for Trump. It's actually a very bad day for the left, because the American people, they're not going to like this one bit. They've shown that before. Each time Trump's indicted, His poll numbers get better. America's not about jailing political opponents. And by the way, do the math. Trump's poll numbers could not be getting better with each indictment if it was just Republicans. No, it's others. It's like I've been saying. A lot of people who despise Trump are going to vote for him because they're more scared of a country where you're jailing political opponents. And now in this case today... Where you're seizing their money because Americans see this for what it is, and it's under a, a broader it's under a broader umbrella, and that is trying to personally destroy your political opponent. People don't want to live in a country like that. Hey, you've got political differences, yet you, you want to take tough shots on their policy, or you you, you want to say they're a slob or a boor or dishonest. Have at it, but this idea of politics of personal destruction, where Every honest person will admit Donald Trump wouldn't be facing any of these criminal charges. He wouldn't be facing the seizure of his money. In a case where they're not even claiming anybody was damaged, he wouldn't be facing any of that if he wasn't running for president with a real good chance to win. So that's why this is going to blow up on the left, even more so than I think the individual criminal cases. And then eventually... uh, You can never guarantee anything in a court system, but eventually I think highly likely, as a bunch of legal analysts have said, that that Trump prevails on appeal. So taking your calls and thoughts on that, lots of text, red hot sound. We took uh, Trump live from Mar-a-Lago after this order was entered today, and he was a Trump. It was great because you needed a Trump today, and he just nailed it. He was on bang, 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 and I'm glad he was because, you know, that's the sound Americans who are going to hear any of that sound we'll hear not that the uh, most of the media will want to play that but at least he was on it now one uh, ray of sunshine today good news for Ryan this just packed up popped up pardon me on the denver post and i think i said packed up because i was getting ahead of myself ryan good news for you russell wilson accepting offers for his cherry hills village mansion <laughs> as the broncos mull his future Denver Post Thomas Gownley, The most expensive home ever sold in the Denver area is quietly being shopped around. Isn't former coach Mike
2: Shanahan's former palace on the market? And they couldn't sell it. I don't know. It's like sitting there know. empty. I think I read a story about that. It's, it's an incredible like, place. Yeah, I would it's like ten million.
1: Snap, well, it's an incredible yeah. place. Yeah. I would think people would snap it up. But yeah, uh, I'm in the market. Yeah. But anyway, I don't know. I don't know if this would be enough for you, Ryan. 20,000 square foot home. (laughs) A little small. Five acres? You could do with that. Five's okay. Five's decent. 12 bathrooms. which I need need 13. Given the size of your expanding harem, you might need 12. (laughs) Plus uh, his and hers walk-in closets. Love it. Offices and bathroom suites. Okay. Nice. Could rent them out. 2,500 square foot indoor swimming pool, basketball court, and a guest apartment with its own kitchen. And I bet it's fantastic. You you know, I think the question would be, at a certain point, and I think it's much, 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 much smaller than 20,000. Isn't a house too big? I mean, even, even like some more typical houses, you don't want it so big that... Hey, there could be five boogeymen in there, right? I mean, you know, you right. don't want a house that's like too big—it's you don't get that feeling. I personally think that that a house is just all about the feeling. It's all about the feeling. You know it when you feel it. And the bigger you get, I think the harder it is to keep that feeling. You know, we we grew up in Chicago first in an apartment on the South Side, and then uh, probably a fifteen hundred square foot home on the South Side, and you couldn't have had a better place to grow up. There it is. Then eventually we moved when there was too much blood in the streets, literally. Yeah. And, uh, but, but still, a house most would consider modest by current standards, but you could not have had a better home to grow up. And, and, and I bet everybody, almost everybody listening can relate to this. We were so very grateful for it, right? Because so many people didn't have any house at all. And don't get me wrong. Our homes were nice. They just, you know, they were just, uh, it's the feeling. It's the feeling. I think it gives you great perspective, too, Dan.
2: I, I just know one of the reasons I have so much admiration for Ronald Reagan is, is how well my family did in the 80s. We went from a shack with a leaking roof, a cottage, oh, yeah. a two-bedroom. Yeah. I shared a room yeah. with my brother to a ranch. To a tutor on three acres? I mean, yeah. you could chart the progress that my dad was able to make in his See, career that, with
1: that. that. What a great point yeah. that is. And it, like our house, 7605 South Aberdeen, south side of Chicago, that my parents bought, moved out of the apartment, bought for $6,000. I'll never forget the day. And my mom and dad were so pleased that we sold it to a descendant of a sharecropper. So that's African-American gentleman with a mentally disabled son were able to buy the house. And and it was so cool. We went back to visit him like 20 or 30 years later. Oh, wow. and, and it was a really neat visit. But let's go to the phone lines. Now, this says Mike from Erie. Didn't we have Mike earlier under a different town? But maybe there's just a lot of Mike descendants. Mike, you're on the Dan Kapla Show. Welcome. Well, thank
0: you. Uh, yeah, Mike was a popular name in the 60s, Dan. Oh,
1: well, my brother, not
0: Mike. Mike.
1: Michael Patrick yeah yeah. So what are you I thinking a my friend
0: theory, a theory. yeah I have a theory on the idea of who might have been harmed by the trump the trump group uh falsifying their you know their assets
1: did they do that yes uh in what way I thought he had some really good they expert had- testimony that he had not
0: well, well, well they had to do you know the square footage of your home within College duty Fifty
1: percent. Trick question, Mike. So, uh, yeah, tell us. Okay, so you're saying that Trump overestimated square footage, right? By by three oh. X. Okay, yeah. and and where was this at? Which property?
0: His house home uh, in, in the Trump okay. Tower. And do you think? York, my, do on you on think? I believe it's on SIF, and uh, I'm not
1: sure, SIF and something. Hey, do you think Mar-a-Lago's worth $18 million? I have no idea. I got to tell you, brother, I I was down there, not Mar-a-Lago, but next door for a conference. Uh, A doghouse next door to Mar-a-Lago in that part of town is worth $18 million. Yeah. Yeah, so no, that's that's nonsense. But, Michael, can we agree on this? Can we agree on this? Yeah, can we agree on this? Trump would not be charged unless he was running for president,
0: yeah, I heard you say that before so are you saying that if he was not if he was not running for president, then these crimes this fraud would be okay
1: well, uh, Michael, a couple of things to unpack there. first, there are no alleged crimes, there was no criminal prosecution brought. the prosecutors looked at it and declined it. And the politically motivated attorney general who said she would get Trump then brought a civil case of a type that she's never pursued before. I don't think anybody's aware of a case like this being brought before, so please do get those facts straight. But actually what I was saying is what I said, which is, Mike, do you agree that this case would not have been brought unless Donald Trump was running for president? I have no idea. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes. Well, well, then I'll it's make it easy on you, Mike. I'll make it easy on you. Show me any other case like it. It's a hypothetical no, question. No, no, it it a, it's, it's no, no, no. It's a question you're trying to duck, and, and you just admitted my point. Now, Mike, show me any other case like it. If you say it's an open question, it must mean there are some other cases like this, right? Show me any other case like it. I wouldn't. Know. No, they don't exist. They do, so know. why won't you concede the obvious oh, point? Do you know that for a fact? David? I do. do I do. I fact? have looked. I have yes. looked, my friend. Oh, I have seen no other case like this, not on this planet or any other. The Martians don't do it.
0: Really? We don't there do it. No, yeah. There are None. no Cases of fraud in New York?
1: None. Oh, Michael, come on! Don't debase yourself Please. that way. There are no cases like this. And and by the way, who oh, did who did he defraud? Like who did he defraud? Where does this money go? Who was damaged? So,
0: so here's here's my theory, and this is what I called about. You know, there's a <laughs> finite amount of money that can be loaned out by banking institutions. And those of us, and I think this is what that might, might have been trying to get to, is that people that are playing by the rules and really say what their assets are, give the right information to a bank, and a bank makes a, a, a decision based on risk. Those who are not playing by the rules... And and those and they take that money that could have been loaned to others. That's who I think could be well, the your you know,
1: premise is bogus. Your, your premise is totally bogus. But, First, show but. me show me at this point your starting point that that somehow at this point there isn't enough cash to be lent to all qualified borrowers. Right right now you got banks. You, you you got banks out there. I got my banker calling me all the time. Dan, you sure you don't need to borrow some money? You got banks out there looking to loan money. So so your premise is fatally flawed. Uh, it, next, you talk about falsifying assets. Listen, if there's a bank stupid enough to sit there and take Donald Trump or anybody else's word on their assets without an independent appraisal, they're going to be out of business in a week. They're going to be out of business in a week. So listen, the fact that... that some you know worthy individual is not able to borrow money right now has nothing to do with Donald Trump. There's no complaint from his banker, no complaint from his banker. Nobody claims to be harmed. Everybody got repaid. So, so your argument falls apart. No, it doesn't. Oh, oh! I just noticed we're late. Hang on, I don't want to cut you up, but I got to hit this break. We'll be back with Mike.
0: or left the house that she owned, did, did she say anything to you about having a large uh, savings of cash? Oh, no, she... Oh, no.
2: See, maybe... Excuse me, and I, Your Honor, I'm not trying to be racist, okay? But it's a black thing, okay? You know, I was trained, and most black folks, they hide cash,
0: or they keep cash, and uh, I was... No, I... Crane, I mean, you always keep some cash.
1: <laughs> I honestly don't know. I'm obviously not black. I'd be a little surprised if if that was like a common thing. But others can tell me. 855-405-8255, the number.
2: Just to clarify for our listeners, since that was kind of out of left field, that was John Floyd. He, was the, he is the father of Fonnie Willis. And I found it to be kind of endearing. I thought he was a kindly older gentleman. Mm-hmm. And uh, frankly, to your point, Dan, I, I, I thought he came across as very credible in telling the story mm-hmm. about when he uh, was at Harvard. He was doing some kind of program there and trying to eat at a restaurant in Cambridge. And he went through a whole list where they wouldn't take his visa. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't take his American Express. They wouldn't take his traveler's what? checks. This would have been, Sofani's. I guess, a little older than I am. It would have been like mid-70s.
1: Boy, I bet it was earlier than that. But but let's say it was mid-70s. That's not the modern world we live in. And by the way, what this all goes back to is the district attorney's assertion that she reimbursed her lover for her share of the trip he took her on. Because if she didn't, that means that she would have benefited been wind and dine with taxpayer dollars that she directed to him when she brought him in as special counsel in the Trump case. So that's why this is so important. But Ryan, this day and age, I mean, it's not credible to me. It's no. not credible to me that she reimbursed him. It's not credible no. to me that she reimbursed him thousands of dollars in cash. Listen, if you're going to reimburse him that kind of money, what would the possible downside be of just, you know, writing a check or or doing it some other sane way or at least have a record of it because to my point yesterday dan you think you would want
2: to document this so you could prove yourself right in the event you were called on it but these are arrogant people who thought they were never going to get caught and if they were her testimony was ludicrous yesterday in which she was asked to provide proof that she paid this cash back to nathan wade and she says i just told you that her her verbal testimony <laughs> alone, Dan, yeah, was yeah. proof that she paid him back. Are you kidding me right now? now? The,
1: the arrogance of the left is stunning. And listen, we're all, most of us as humans are guilty at some point of, of some kind of arrogance. But the arrogance of the left is, is not only stunning. I mean, it, it really is dangerous because they, they do, so many believe they're above the law. And, well, uh, and that they can misuse the law to achieve their, their political purposes.
2: One final point, and it's an important one. The, the John Floyd, I don't doubt that he experienced racism as no, late as the doubt. early to mid-70s. I don't doubt And that. I think it's terrible. And he's an 80-plus-year-old man now. But the world, America, was much yeah. different along these lines in 1975 yeah. than it is in 2024. Right. There's no way that Fonnie Willis had to carry around cash to uh, make purchasing transactions while on these vacations. There's no reason that that needed to happen. Or that she had to reimburse. This is what I don't get. He's suggesting to her, honey, you got to have six months of cash on hand, just ready at any time, for an emergency. Dan, for an emergency. A trip to Aruba. This wasn't
1: the grid going on.
2: Not an emergency. So why did she feel compelled then, in that instance, to repay Nathan Wade in cash? It doesn't make sense. No, no, it,
1: it just does not. What makes sense is, you know, hey, power corrupts. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. I mean, this is a district attorney who hauled a past president down there. No past president had been charged with the crime in our nation's history prior to Trump. And, and then you got all these lefty prosecutors tripping over each other to charge him. This is a, a prosecutor who is so um, confident in herself You know, that she hauls in a a former past president to face these kind of charges, and then she steers the case to someone she was in a romantic relationship with, according to the one witness. And undeniably, uh, during the prosecution of Trump, they're intimately involved, and they're traveling to these beautiful spots together. Yeah, power corrupts. And Anna Navarro made the point, I got so many hilarious
2: bits here from leftist commentators, but... If she made a good point, and Fannie Willis believed this, that there would be more scrutiny for her to bear, Fannie Willis, because she is black, because she is a woman, that she would have known that going in, taking on a case of this magnitude, that she had to cross every T and dot every I and keep every receipt and record. No, they did this cavalierly. Arrogantly, without any thought that they would ever get caught. That's well, what happened.
1: But you know why? Because, the, again, it goes back to believing that they're politically bulletproof because she's a hero of the left. She's Correct. a hero of the White House. She's a hero of the media because she hauled Trump down there to get a mugshot and she's helping to defeat Trump in this election. So she feels totally politically bulletproof. And she acted She's that got way. the absolute protection. Yeah. yeah. And, and I admire this court for having the courage to... To hold the hearing publicly, and, and it you know caused her to have to take the stand. I'll get to that on a Navarro sound when we have a little more time on the other side. We have exploding text on. If you just joined us, the um, stunning, shocking, I think obscene three hundred and fifty with interest, four hundred and fifty million dollar fine and other penalties to Donald Trump coming out of this civil, not criminal, prosecution of Trump by uh, a lefty Attorney General who who was bragging about how she was going to get Trump when she was running for office. And it's a case where I don't believe any of this money is in damages going to anybody who was harmed. It's all in the form of a fine. And my premise, and we can kick it around along with lots of other stuff after the break, is this is going to backfire on the left even worse than the criminal. Indictments have backfired. Because you're going to have a lot of American people saying that that this is not America. This is totally a banana republic. Now you're going to start seizing the money, the property, the businesses of, of your political opponents, you're going to destroy them financially as well. A lot of people who despise Trump don't want to live in a country like that, and they're going to vote against the left. We're seeing that in the polls. You're on the Dan Kapler Show.
0: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here
2: today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
0: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. <gasps>
1: Yeah, I can't Man. even fire the sound I wanted to because that that's such a perfect lead-in to where Man. President Trump is right now. And one of the reasons I think this, this latest lawfare is going to backfire on the left, you know the news already. Obviously, Trump uh, ordered to pay as a fine $350 million in a civil case in New York. Now, normally you think a civil case, say, oh, that's what you do, Dan. Right, right, I represent badly injured people and then you have damages you have economic loss you have non-economic loss like pain and suffering physical impairment and then a a jury determines how much the damages are here it's not about damages it's not like some company says trump defrauded us out of 350 million this is a court saying that uh, trump is going to be fined 350 million in a civil case for uh, the court found committing fraud i think that's going to be overturned on appeal from what I've seen of this case so far. But but I think politically in America, I think it's going to be very harmful to the left. People don't want to live in a country like this where you're going to jail your political opponent, where you're going to fine them, not not even an award of damages. You're going to fine them enormous money to try to destroy them financially as well. No, people don't want that kind of banana republic. 855-405-8255, the number I'll get to text before the break. Ryan had talked about this on a Navarro sound, and it's amazing, isn't it, how CNN and these other networks, they get these ostensible Republicans who then, you know, go further left than any of the lefties. Uh, Navarro bounces back and forth a little bit, but not much. She's, I think she's pretty far gone now at this point. I don't think they've uh, been able to prove conflict of interest, which is the yeah. issue they are looking at. Right. But it doesn't look good. This is not a good look. For Fonnie Willis, uh, I think she should have disclosed. I think you don't create a mess where you eat. And she did. And I also think, look, I think that as a woman, she's got a double standard. Because as you say, tons of men do things like this and there's no problem. I think as a woman of color. Can we have an example of that? Where we have a guy who's romantically involved with a woman. And in this context, then brings the woman in. From outside private practice to be special prosecutor in one of the most high-profile cases in a century, and then has that person paid enormous sums of money, and then the guy goes and gets wined and dined by the woman, apparently on the taxpayer dime? Can you give us an example of that, Anna? She even gets more scrutiny, and we know that. Yeah. She knew that. She should have known better. She should have disclosed. She should have She's not done this. How is it not a conflict of interest? I mean, that, I'd like to hear her explain that as well, though. I don't think she got pushed on the point. How is that not a conflict of interest? I mean, so now you have a situation where you have this this DA, and he's still on the case, right? So you've got this this main prosecutor of Trump. How can the DA, how, how can anybody think the DA could be objective in, in managing that prosecutor, in evaluating that prosecutor's work? And I understand the relationship has... Ended, but but how does anybody think that the DA could be objective in this situation? As a prosecutor would need to be, I mean it's it's craziness. The good news is that the nation can see now. You know, I think the nation has already seen how ludicrous a lot of this stuff is, but they can see this now in Georgia. Ryan, you would think you would think that that uh, certifiably kooky grand grand jury four person in Georgia would have been enough. Oh, the you Whittinggal! Know, yeah, I remember her. Yeah,
2: she's giggling all over CNN, yeah. MSNBC.
1: Yeah, yeah, saying all sorts of crazy stuff. But but Fani and her prosecutors bought him popsicles, right? Must on have been nice Friday afternoons. Um, Dan, I'm at a loss how you could claim there are no victims to this fraudy, inflated assets when it helped him and deflated when it helped him. You're showing your elitism. Wow, why should the rich get lower interest on loans and have artificial power to borrow? more money than his account should allow first of all i'm not aware of the proof of that second does anybody really believe that that the banks are going to do anything without appraisals without their own scrutiny and if you're right about all of this my friend then then why weren't the banks in there complaining my point is everybody should follow the law everybody should fill out all of these forms honestly now but following the law means equal application of the law, because the other people who have to follow the law are the prosecutors. And that means the law has to be applied equally. So if you're going to have a law like this, or a law like the law pertaining to classified documents, and you're going to say, we're going to apply this against Republicans, but we're not going to apply it against Democrats. We're going to apply this when it's a political opponent. We're not going to apply it when it's a candidate on our side then you're not following the law. So the same texter who is is so upset that Trump allegedly inflated assets or deflated must be much more upset at this prosecutor because it's much more threatening to America and harmful to America to have a prosecutor who's bringing politically motivated prosecutions. Yeah, I I hope that person calls us. would love to have that conversation. Dan, I've never treated someone where I had them spend money first and then reimburse them. (laughs) okay now that that is a good point this gets back to the funny willis thing obviously dan biden is not a nazi he's really more of a soviet this is kgb stuff what is happening what they're doing to trump biden is a mini putin biden is crooks and liars or mobsters i i think it really undermines an argument when you start comparing to an earlier caller biden to hitler this one biden to putin then you just get off track i mean hitler's a unique evil putin's a unique evil um you know Biden, hey, it's, hey, it's third-world stuff. It's exactly what Trump said when he was on his A-game today, right after this, this ruling came down. This is third-world stuff. It's what they do in China. It's what they do in Russia. That's exactly what he said. It's banana republic stuff. And I think America sees that. Dan, in America, why is it anyone's business what the seller and buyer agree on? Bob in Arvada. And Bob, this this goes to, it's going to be really interesting on appeal, this goes to one of the many, many arguments that the Trump appellate lawyers will have, the application of this particular law to a circumstance like this. Dan, you prosecute your on-air, politically biased, pro-Trump case with no counter-argument to keep you grounded. I miss Craig. Hey, there's an open door for Craig. He's welcome to come in any time. There's an open door pretty much for most people. I don't want to see anybody who want to come on this show and disagree. Well. And that's one of the things I'm proudest of, Ryan. Over how many years on air? It's getting close to 30, if not more, years on air. And nobody's been censored. Anybody who, who thinks they can beat me, they have a winning argument. You know, you ask Kelly. She's over there. You think Kelly's Sticks screening people? Calls. No, did you well, hear Mike's call earlier? You don't screen me, and we don't agree on no, everything. No, you and I disagree, no, I would say, 10 not to 20% of the time, maybe, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, here's one Dan and Cherry Hills. There is old money, new money, and over where I live, in my 1,358 square foot mansion, there is no money. <laughs> but I guarantee over here, there's an abundance of happiness, Sarah. And I love that it. is the key. I love key, it, man, because that is. Well, how did the word wealth? Somebody can tell me the origin, right? How did that ever get tied to money? I don't understand that for a second. I mean, yeah, money can have its advantages, can have its disadvantages. Everybody needs enough for the basics, right? And, and we, you know, all want to try to earn some more the right way. But, but why did wealth ever get assigned to money? When, when every idiot knows that true wealth is is not money. True wealth, the stuff Sarah's talking about. The difference I would
2: point out, and I think it's very important for our listeners, is, Dan, nobody handed you anything in life. You didn't inherit wealth. You talk about it often. You grew up in the south side of Chicago. Your childhood was a lot like mine. And you went out, and you took advantage of the opportunities that were before you, and you achieved, and you succeeded, and you earned it. So you know what life is like without money. And you know what it's like with the money that you've earned. But to your point,
1: that does not equate directly right. to happiness. And, and thank you for the kind words. But I would, I would submit to you, I grew up the wealthiest kid in America. If you define wealth correctly, correct, there was no wealthier kid in America, right? I mean, you got a loving family. You have great parents. You're all living together. You're under a roof. You have food on the table. Yep. Love is spelled, and, and somebody taught Amy and I this, love is spelled T-I-M-E. And, and we had our parents' time. Yep. And we were the wealthiest kids in America. And then if you want to go to the financial piece, yeah, hey, you know, I was very blessed to have opportunity, which is why it infuriates me that the left denies so many kids disproportionately of color, but, but so many kids equal opportunity, right? Thank you, Ryan, for that. Hey, we'll get to our fiery text, our phone lines. Hot take sound, uh, the day of the... I think obscene ruling, my constitutionally protected opinion against Trump that I think is going to backfire on the left, you're on the Dan Kaplan show
0: by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. details.
2: And now back to the Dan Campbell Show podcast.
1: The-
0: I guess I should clear my mind a little bit. So-
1: that dead sound you heard was Biden blanking his brain, misfiring during public remarks today eight five five four zero five eight two five five not played to mock him in any way shape or form but just to point out the reality that, that he is not competent to do the job so people need to be thinking about what what a kamala harris presidency is going to look like why would you send us into our weekend thinking about that
2: oh, why I did you pick it's this
1: segment? intriguing i think it's very intriguing. intriguing now i'm gonna have nightmares well I mean, you shouldn't because that here's why okay You know you're stuck with the terrible president one way or the other until January of 25, right? And I would submit to you that as awful as she will be as president for ideological and and other uh, reasons, America will be better protected with her as commander-in-chief than Joe Biden. Protected well enough? No. Poorly protected? Yes. But right now there's a vacancy, right? Right now the the enemy looks at America and says there is no president. There is no commander-in-chief. That's why the enemy is on the march everywhere. With Kamala Harris, at, at least... Now, she says a lot of goofy things, has a lot of wrong and bad ideas, but at least they know she is mentally competent, and she's going to be less predictable. That's really key because, well, nobody's going to see her as a tiger. You look at Joe Biden right now, and the enemy knows from from past performance he will not fight. Joe Biden will not fight. So the enemy can be at war with America, which clearly you know, the enemy is, and, and Joe Biden's not at war with them. That's what the enemy knows. I f- would
2: feel a lot better about your thesis if we didn't have a completely incompetent, in my opinion, Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin, who's also physically compromised. He's in poor health, and I wish him well, but he's not at 100%. And then Jake Sullivan, who's as corrupt as they come. He was one of the principal figures behind the Steele dossier and the Russian collusion well,
1: hoax. And, and Blinken, I think, was the oh. principal organizer of the big lie. That the uh, Hunter's laptop was Russian disinformation. Another one, yeah. And, and now Blinken, of course, leading the charge and abandoning our great ally Israel. But um, but Ryan, let me squeeze this in, okay? Because I did a little hard work during the break. Took me about four seconds trying to get to the origin of the word wealth. And and it's I think it's true to my definition because I, I was making the point, how did the word wealth ever get associated with money? Because we all know that's not, true wealth. That's not the most valuable thing. So wealth, from the old English word wheel, W-E-A-L, which means well-being or welfare. And everybody listening knows your well-being or welfare is much more affected by things other than money. Listen, money's important, right? And, and certainly the basics and everything else. But but your ultimate fulfillment and well-being, that comes from other things. So I just think it was a mistake to associate that with money. Text, Dan, 57739, but not right now because we're jammed up with text and we have three minutes left in the show. Dan, I'd contend that most families with significant monetary wealth today probably have ancestors who are poor but industrious, innovative, and make good decisions. It goes to a Tony Robbins point that I'll probably botch. Um, Hard times make strong people, strong people make good times, good times make soft people, soft people make bad times. Does that sound about right, Ryan? Yes, and it's it goes with the theory. You didn't hear a word I said, did no, you? No, I'm not faulting you, you're working back No, there.
2: no, no, I know yeah. exactly the, the saying that you cited there, yeah. and if times get bad enough, what we see is what has happened in Pueblo and Aurora. And we've gotten Republican mayors in each of those two yeah. cities that have trended blue. Yeah. And I think there is hope. Dan Bongino talks about this a lot. And he's not giving up on Colorado. He's more bullish on Colorado than either you or I are. And I'm just basing I it on statistics.
1: Us. I trust you. I us. know that. I not know in that. this cycle. Colorado can come back. It's a long road, though. Not in I this agree cycle. with you. Yes, But we can make progress here. Right. So we got to fight every day. Dan Goodshow, as always, it's apparent to me the left has a grave disregard of the law and uses every means possible to achieve plausible deniability, which I believe is one of their primary modes of operation. I think those are generous words for lying, deception. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) that is it. The left views truth as weakness. Dan, the judge in President Trump's case fined him 19 more times than he valued uh, Mar-a-Lago at Uh, and and. I would be very surprised if Trump ever had to pay any of that, unless it's as part of some deal where he pays a small fraction to make it all go away. I, I would expect to mount a very, very credible appeal. Uh, Dan, New York probably owes Trump a refund over real estate taxes since his properties were overvalued. There you go.
2: Yeah. It's got to be one way or the other, right?
1: Yeah. It's uh, so many great texts today. Dan, Ryan, you need 13 bathrooms. 13 is Taylor Swift's so lucky number. Coincidence, Patty. <laughs> no, they were referring to, we were reading the story about Russell Wilson selling his house. He has 12 bathrooms, not 13. I Nobody said, I, would I ever have 13, 13 bathrooms because at 13th bathroom, the pipes would always break. Yeah. It would always be backing up sewage and all that stuff. You know, Travis Kelsey, not great judgment yesterday. Did you see all those pictures of him? Not yesterday. But but the night of the mass shooting in Kansas City, he was out partying in Kansas City. Oh, yeah. But, you know, yeah, probably not great judgment there. To all of the wonderful texters who didn't get on today, sorry God has not finished with me yet, but I got a lot more in than I usually do. And Monday, I'll try to get them all in. Ryan, tremendous job. Hope you get a well-deserved rest this weekend. Kelly, your aura just permeates the city and the state. I hope it's still there on Monday on the Dan Kaplan Show. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere
2: with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo.